Welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast, a resource created by Lighthouse Family Retreat to strengthen families that are living through childhood cancer. You will hear stories from families, educational information on childhood cancer, and most importantly, we will encourage your family during this journey. Christy, it is great to be back here in the studio. And are you already just like missing the sand? I am a little bit. It's hard. Reentry is hard yeah. after retreat. But now that we're back from spring break, what that means to me and to all of us is that our team is full steam ahead for our summer yeah, retreats. It's coming. In fact, our first summer retreats are actually not even two months away. Whew. Yeah, so full steam. That's yeah. what I mean by full steam ahead. So we're going to be hosting this year 15 retreats this summer, and they're going to be in Florida, North Carolina, and Georgia. I know, that's pretty exciting. It Three is. states, because that's new for us. It is. That's new for us. But man, it's going to be really cool. So many families that are already signed up to come that we get to serve and experience the best week of their year. But there's also some really cool stuff that's happening right here on the podcast. In fact, it's awesome to share today's conversation with you because it actually is with a neighbor of ours here at Lighthouse. That's right. Karen Stubbs is the founder of Birds on a Wire, and their offices are just down the hall from us here in Alpharetta, Georgia. So let me tell you a little bit about Birds on a Wire. Birds on a Wire is a ministry for moms, and their mission is to equip and encourage moms of all stages in motherhood. And you'll hear her talk about that's from newborn to even grandmother, all the different stages. Like Christy would say, all the things. (laughs) All the things. All the things. So they do this through different events, Bible studies. She's got books, a weekly email. She even has a podcast that's right. We are going to have a professional podcaster joining us. That's right. (laughs) So a little bit quickly about just Karen herself. Um, so she's an Auburn University grad. War Eagle. Yeah, that's right. I've been and waiting it would to do come that. From you. Yeah, it's usually a good dog. Christy yep. gets to get in a War Eagle. Uh, and she majored in PR and journalism. And she's been married to Greg for 35 years. And they have four children that are now all grown. And now are in the stage of five grandchildren. And we'll get to hear a little bit more about that from her as well. So a lot of great wisdom for moms. So let's listen in on our conversation with Karen. Karen, it is so nice to be sitting with you in person. We were just talking about we don't get yes. to do that very often. I know. Have someone in here with us sitting. So thank you for giving us a little bit of your time. Let's talk about your ministry, Birds on a Wire. Tell okay. us about what the mission is and how it all got started. All right. Well, the mission of Birds on a Wire is to equip and encourage moms, moms of every stage of life. So if, whether you're a mother with a newborn or you're a grandmother like me, we want to walk along that journey with all the moms and just equip them encouraging because it's a journey and it's a hard road and how did I get started we are 10 years old I was working on staff at a very large church in the Atlanta area and I was working in the care department and I just kept seeing a need for moms so much and so I started like a little small group in my basement my kids were like middle school and down and I thought you know I could pour into the mothers with toddlers that seems so easy right now you know compared to middle (laughs) compared to middle school it seems like a cakewalk and so I just started this little small group never had an idea of starting a ministry or anything and that just grew and grew and grew and so then I just I went back to the church and I said there is a real need for moms like they are struggling they And we are paying for a lot of their counseling at the church. And really, they don't need counseling. They just need mentoring. Hmm. And they were just like, well, you're doing such a good job. Just keep (laughs) doing it. And I'm like, oh. So as the group grew, 
I just couldn't do it all. Like I was a mother mm-hmm. myself. My husband's a pilot, so he's gone half the month. And I just and I couldn't do my job at the church. And I just felt like in 2011, the Lord just said, it's time to leave this organization. And I want you to start a ministry. And I was like, Moses, like, no, no, no. Why? Pick somebody else. <laughs> I don't want to do this. A small group in my basement's one thing, but doing a whole ministry is a whole yeah. nother deal. But he just kept on me. And um, so in 2011, I left that organization organization and just took a huge step of faith and just said all right here we go god let's see what you got Hmm. and he had a lot in store for us yeah how about empty nester moms karen do you you have something for because i might be joining that group later this year we are definitely working on it we have done a few podcasts on empty nesters because it's a whole new stage of life yes so i hear yes that's yeah Yeah. that's what i'm coming up to we've got some good friends um they're lighthouse folks and uh they're a couple that's ahead of jan and i and, Uh and we've met with them to learn from them yeah and they use this term they don't like the term empty nest they call it open nest there you go you know so it's less um it's less uh let your morning the mm-hmm. phase, right? And you're looking forward to oh, say, absolutely. there's actually a lot of good things there really that is. come in that season. So, uh, yeah. And you might, I don't think it's a might. I think Bo's headed out, unless there's something I you mean, haven't told I, us. No, I just, I, I, I mean, I have to give the final say on if he can go, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he's planning on it. So. Yeah. I mean, he's been accepted to Georgia. So yes, he's he's kind of headed I in that direction. I need to change that too. I'm going to. She's still in denial. I'm going. That's right. That's <laughs> right. It's a journey. Might Karen be. just said it's a journey it i'm a journey. not there yet that's right chris start getting excited about open nest okay open yep. nest. spend some time with dennis and jane they'll get you they'll get you on board oh i love them the latimers yes, yes. They, that's awesome. their that's their term and they're fantastic they are we fantastic love the time we get to spend with them birds on a mark where'd you get the name like, uh, where'd that come from everybody asked me that so uh whenever i had the basement moms those were my small group moms there was an artist um in the group and for christmas they gave me this painting with all these little birds on a wire and i loved it i put it in my bedroom where i did my quiet time and i called the artist jen and i just said where what what was your inspiration behind this painting like i'm constantly looking at it the little birds you can just see the backs of their heads and they're looking up Hmm. and i just loved it and she said matthew 6 26 where jesus is talking and he said look at the birds of the air and how they don't worry and they're not concerned about life and i take care of them how much more am i going to take care of you and i just whenever i decided to start the ministry and we had to name it i wanted it to be off that verse so i brought the painting down to this little creative group of friends and i said all right this is the verse we're going to base the ministry on go and this sweet little southern mom in the group she had twin boys at the time they were teenagers oh wow and they were just giving her a run for her money and she just says well (laughs) real country they're just two birds they're just birds hanging on that wire and that wire is jesus and that wind is tossing those birds to and fro but they're hanging on for dear life and then she said they're just a bunch of birds on a wire and i just said okay that's that's what we are we are a bunch of birds on a wire just hanging on just hanging hanging on on for dear life tossing in the wind tossing in the wind she was so funny yeah 
That's awesome. I can't believe it's been, t- I feel like you said 10 years, but I feel like I've been hearing about Birds on a Wire for longer than 10 years. Yeah. And so maybe I heard about it when you were doing small group, group stuff. in the basement, yeah. Because I know just we, we run in similar circles yeah. and it seems like way more than 10 years, but 10 years is awesome. Yeah. That's great. 10 years as a nonprofit, probably about 15, 16 okay. years doing the other. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I did it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense because it just feels like I've heard about it for much longer than the 10. Yeah. But congrats on it. 10's a big Thank you. Deal. That's pretty. I felt like it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I'm surprised I got here. That I mean, hung in there that long because I really did not think. I, I really thought God had made a mistake. <laughs> like, you need to pick somebody else to do this, but well, I'm still here. <laughs> well, I think you've got a lot um, to share. Obviously, over 10 years, a lot of folks have been been coming around right. and, and being a part of it because there's just such a big need. So you've got a ton of experience when it comes to parenting, mm-hmm. whether it's just your own or just even learning from all those sure. that have been in contact with you through Birds on a Wire. Right. So even uh, even if you're just parenting solo a lot, right? Because right. you said your husband's traveling. So you've mm-hmm. kind of had to do a lot of it even just on, yeah. your, on your own sometimes as mm-hmm. well. Share a little bit of, of your family's background okay. with us to give everybody an idea of, because you mentioned grandmother and yeah. like, what's what's the family look like? All right. Well, I'm from Atlanta originally, and I'm one of the few. And um, I met my husband. He was at Georgia Tech, and I was getting ready to transfer to Auburn. We Oregon. met. Yes, yeah. Eagle. <laughs> um, we were at a spring, Dr. Stanley at First Baptist, which is my home church. He was doing a college retreat. And so we were down there for that and met. And he, at the time, his family, he his dad was a captain in the Navy and went to the Naval Academy and all that. And I was just like, I don't know anything about the Navy. And he said, I want to be a fighter pilot. And I was just like, whoa, okay. And so he took me to see the movie Top Gun. And <laughs> I was like, well, that's pretty cool, you know. And so anyways, make a long story short, we ended up getting married, moving to Virginia Beach. He did fly the F-14 wow. Tomcats. Wow. Did end up going to Top Gun and all that fun stuff. But in the middle of all that, we started our family. So... In the middle of the exciting part, when Greg got selected for Top Gun, Kelsey was like six weeks old, our very first. And I'm like, how long are you going to be gone? (laughs) Like, this isn't like the movie. Like, (laughs) and I'm not invited to the party. And it was in California for six weeks. And so I had all of my children in Virginia. Greg was a fighter pilot and he was gone all the time. And so during those years, I just really, I didn't have family. I did not have a support up there in Virginia. um, Not like I would have here. And I really just leaned into the Lord Hmm. like big time. And, you know, James 1, 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask and God will give it generously without finding fault. That's (laughs) my favorite part of the verse. (laughs) And I would just pray all the time, like, God, I have no idea what I'm doing with these kids. Like truly, and I had strong-willed children. I had stubborn. I had every temperament you could think of. I had them. And so that's where God just sort of grew me. Then when we moved back to the Atlanta area, Greg is flying FedEx, and we are based out of, I mean, FedEx is in Memphis, but we live in Atlanta. And I started working at that church. Um, I was in the care department, and just like I said, just kept seeing all these needs for moms and then I thought you know what I could take what I learned in Virginia how to lean into the Lord how to find contentment because there are a season in my life I just wanted us to get out of the Navy and go back home and God used that 
it took two years for him just to drill down into me like you're not going anywhere sweet pea (laughs) (laughs) you keep looking to greg to meet your needs and i want you to look to me to meet your needs and so you're not budging i mean i know all this now and looking back but at the time i was just like what is the problem because he was flying f-18 reserves and fedex so his average time at home was five days a month Wow. And we had four oh kids gosh. at that point. And I was just like, please, you know, and God's like, no, I will meet all your needs. And mm. he did. Like, I learned that in Virginia. Like, he truly will meet all your needs if we look to him yeah. to do it. What's the age gap in the four? They're all two years apart, okay. except for the number three and four, and they're three years. So I told Greg, I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So now they're all grown. They're okay. all married themselves. Wow, all married. Yep. Okay. And we have five grandchildren. Oh, wow. So and so we love it. It's wonderful. How old are the, the grandkids? The oldest is eight, and the youngest is 18 months. Wow. Oh, and that's so just fun. from two of the oldest kids. The other, the two younger ones just got married last year, so no grandkids for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fun. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a full, yeah. yeah full season of parenting. But now you get to be the, the yeah. grandparent. I'm and the just hero now. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> they all love me, me. <laughs> Just come in, save the day, hang out, exactly. have fun, and then you get to yep. then, leave, yeah, leave, sleep go through home. the night. That's right. Oh, it's nice. That's I don't right. have to do any of the discipline. Amazing. That's right. That's it's probably wonderful. the best part, right? It's so good. Yeah, especially now. You don't have to parent kids and technology and all exactly. that kind of stuff. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so in all of your conversations that yep. you have with moms, because you have a lot, yes. right? So you've got a lot of experience mentoring, coaching, just yep. being walking through all these seasons of, of motherhood, because there's a lot of them. Right. Um, self-care comes up. Mm. a lot yes what does that look like in your world like how would you describe and and explain self-care well um self-care a lot of time is overlooked you know even as just a regular mom they don't they they it's funny i'm just writing an article on it right now we sacrifice 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 as a mom and then when we think we don't even think about putting ourselves first but self-care is really taking an active role in protecting your own well-being and so many times as a mom that is disregarded especially in the united states you know we just keep putting our kids first first and it's sort of like i always try to tell moms it's like when you're flying in an airplane and they say if we lose oxygen put your mask on first and then put it on your child but your natural reaction is to get them set but the point is is if they get set and then you pass out and you cannot help them at all. Right. And so you need to help yourself. So then the healthier you are as a mom, the healthier you can parent your child. Yeah. So why, why do you think that's such a hard concept to, to grasp? Because it's real. Like it's it, everybody so runs real. up against that. Absolutely. And I don't think men have it the same way women have it. I was just going to say that to you, Chris. <laughs> like I think for women, it's kind of counterintuitive and there's this pressure of what a good mom looks of like course, right? of course and a course. good mom takes care of yeah. their kids yeah, always always and, and yeah. i also think that guilt plays into yeah. it uh-huh. and the thing about guilt is that i always try to remind the moms whenever i'm talking to them you know have you committed a sin is it a sin not to want to give your child a bite of your last piece of brownie? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a sin. So you don't need to feel guilty about it. They ate their whole brownie. And then, you know, they come <laughs> over right. to you and can I have the, one more bite? And you're like, it's my last bite. But we do. We feel yes. so guilty. Greg and I, when the kids were little, we'd go on a date and they'd just be standing there crying at the window. And I'd be like, I feel so bad. And Greg's like, they're fine. 
they'll stop crying in five minutes and they would but i felt guilty yeah so we have to learn to push that guilt aside and just realize i'm not committing a sin yeah i'm not doing anything wrong that's so true because that was a that's a response that i would give jan often is no they're gonna be fine and then she had she feels different yes definitely And, and i think it's so important as much as we can as husbands be an advocate for yourself you've got to yes. be an advocate for it, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's dig in a little bit. Like for regular, like you said, regular mom's right. mom guilt is a thing. But when you add in, I remember just being really aware when Carter was in treatment that, first of all, you know, I'm a regular mom and I'm like, I'm probably not doing it all right. But right. now I have a kid and I know that I'm not doing a great job with my other two. And it's right. been a lot of years. It's still really hard for me to talk about because sure. my kids are kind of grown now mm-hmm. and I still look at the oldest and I'm like, we still talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. I know I didn't, I wasn't always there because of this thing that was sitting in the middle of our family. So well, you couldn't be there. Right. Right. But at the time you're just, it's just one more thing to add to your plate sure. of, okay, so my child has cancer and I'm a regular mom that feels kind of torn anyway. I have multiple children right or even just you could just have one I'm not giving everyone else in my life right what they deserve or what they need mm-hmm. and so then that piles on extra guilt of yeah. look at my kid has cancer and then I'm not taking care of the other two right. or I'm not taking care of him well enough mm-hmm. and you so you're at the bottom of the list oh yeah yeah because you're thinking about even the other kids and right yeah. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And it's, it's your child's health. So it's not, you know, you can excuse that in your mind of, well, I have to take extra care of him and give him the extra bite of brownie. Right. Because he's sick, right? So he's got to have the extra. Right. And I have to do extra. Or it gives him pleasure and he's going through all these right. bad treatments. So anything I can do to help him, I want to. And there's still so many hours in the day. Like you don't, you don't get more hours yeah. when your child has no. cancer or anything else that you're going through that's hard. True. So when you were giving the analogy of the, the mom that was like the birds on the wire and the wind is blowing, sure, that's what I was thinking of is the wind is kind of like the cancer and the wind is just tossing all your people around and you're just hanging on. Do you have any practical ideas? I mean, again, there's only so many hours in a day. Right. You're a typical mom, but now you have this added, this added darkness, this added burden. What right. kind of common sense like, hey, this is really is important. Yes. Could they incorporate into their days? Just little baby steps, maybe. Right. Well, I reached out to a dear friend of mine because I, you know, we have served at a lighthouse retreat and I know the um, the pressure and the burdens those moms carry because mm-hmm. I've served alongside them. So I didn't want my answer to be flippant mm-hmm. with a mom listening and being like, she doesn't have a clue as to what she's talking about. Because <laughs> that could be true. Yeah. Uh, so I did reach out to a friend that has a child with a terminal. It's, she's not terminal like she's going to die, but it's an ongoing disease and terminal is in the name of it. So, um, but it's just forever care, you know? Yeah. And it's, so I said, you and I both know how important self-care is. What are some things, and her child's 15 years old, so she's been doing this for a long yes. time. What are some things you would suggest to these parents um, that have children with cancer? And this is her list. So I feel like it's oh, a I good list. This. Yeah. So I want to read it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Let me get my glasses on because, you know, we all need that at this point <laughs> in my life. So she just said buy flowers to treat yourself. She said it's something you can do quickly and easily, but it brings you joy in the home. Ask a family or a friend to stay with the child at home or at the hospital so she can get away um, to be alone, to go shopping, to take a shower, mm. you know, just and she said, I know shopping sounds um, 
surface, but she said just walking Target and not putting anything yeah. in your buggy is really therapeutic. Yeah. Or putting it all in your buggy and then go putting it all back <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. is <laughs> therapeutic. And I thought that was a great, you know, example. She said have lunch with a friend, listen to music, look into respite services, plan a night away, which I loved that she put that in here because she said it, it took her years before she felt comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, take a walk, exercise, get a massage, manicure, pedicure, have a neighbor to create meal plans, sign up, or meal gift cards, which is always a great idea. Um, meet with other moms that have a child with cancer, which y'all do at Lighthouse, and I love that. Use the care ministry at church. She ended up um, actually attending the church that I worked at, and she said the care department was instrumental in pairing her with a mentor and then eventually getting her into counseling. And that just helped because she said there you have permission to just be honest and just be like, this sucks, you know, like there's no pretty bow to my story. Um, But to see a counselor, give yourself permission to talk about it. Seek professional help for anxiety if needed and practice deep breathing. So I thought all those were great suggestions. I know it's a lot of suggestions, but I thought just pick one. Yeah, so like the mom that's like literally on the wire you talked about, yes. right? And the wind is blowing them back and forth, and they're they're literally just clamped, hanging on, just yes. trying to survive, right? right? Just so overwhelmed. Where do they start? That's a, that's a great list, and it's yeah. a long list, and yeah. there's a lot of a lot of things on there. But they may hear some of those and go, "That sounds great," but I don't I don't even know where to start. Right? How do you start? I think I would start with the flowers because it's at every grocery store. You just walk in, get yourself a bunch, and I'd put it next to your bed. Bring it to the Mm. hospital room. You know, put it wherever you're going to see it in the kitchen to bring you delight. And then I would just start praying and asking God to help you. um, What area am I in need of the most? Because he knows our innermost thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, he knows where... Maybe a night off with your husband isn't what they need right now. Maybe they just need that, a friend, a family member to come sit with the child so they could go home and take a shower and then maybe drink a cup of coffee in silence and just ponder, you know, what's going on. Because it's heavy stuff. Yeah, I think it's even just so important when you talk about just asking God, right? Mm -hmm. I think moms are so used to asking God for their kids right oh hundred percent to to actually ask god for something for them i think i think that's huge well i love that song by chris tomlin lord i need you you know and i i just think i did learn that in virginia just to cry out to god and say i i need you i need a husband that will be here to help me raise these kids and greg was a great husband i told him that's the problem here you're such a good dad you're (laughs) such a good husband and you're not home um and you wanted all these kids just as much as i did uh he actually talked me into number four and i'm like okay where are you here now but what god showed me was in that season of my life because greg wasn't home he brought in this young wife they were at grad school he her husband was going through law school there at regent university and she was in my bible study and she wanted to start a family but he wasn't ready because he wanted to get through law school so she fell in love with my little family Hmm. 
And she was like, can I just hang out at your house? Can I just run your errands with you and just sit in the car while you, and with the kids while you oh, run Oh, you're in? like, well, sure, and if I'm you really like, want to. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, she was better than a husband. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Truly. But you know what? God knew that. He knew yeah. that that's what I really needed. Mm. And so then when Greg did come home, I was actually happy to see him yeah. because I wasn't so exhausted, you know, like before. And God knew exactly what I needed. Mm. And he did show up for me. I love the list. When you were reading it, I was thinking back, like you were talking about going to Target, which is yeah. such a normal thing. Right. You, When your child's diagnosed, you don't get to do normal things anymore. Like right. that's completely taken from you. You're of never, course. you're not going to do normal things like have lunch with a friend. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time, it's been a long time, but I remember the first time I left the house and went with friends for like an hour right. to have lunch. And it felt weird. It's going to feel weird, right? Because you haven't done it. You have to give yourself like mental permission. I can do this. But being, allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to do something normal, Mm -hmm. something that you always did in the pre story of your life, which is never going to, you know, when you were normal, right? but something simple, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to Target. And I'm just going to be okay with that. I'm going to go. I went to a bookstore because books are my thing. Yeah. The first time I left Carter, I went to a bookstore because that was my happy place. That's, right. If I needed a pick-me-up, that's mm-hmm. always where I went. Mm. So I remember I went to Borders Bookstore yeah. and walked around for a few hours. And I was like, oh, this feels like a, like, like a normal person thing. Like maybe right. I could be a normal person again And when someday. you leave, you feel refreshed. Mm-hmm. So then whenever you go back into the hospital room, you're the essence of your refreshment is entering with you and your joy is entering with you. And that will be a blessing to your child, Yeah, you know, because if all they're seeing is, you know, worn out mom all the time and sad mom, yes. burdensome mom, that joy could really bring um, them joy and yeah. a blessing. Yeah. It's the whole idea of, you know, the, um, how, how full is your tank? Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and you've got to fill it up a little bit so you can, you can keep giving. Yeah. I love also that you said to ask God about it because because what someone might assume is self-care to you is right. might not be what your self-care or That's your love true. language or any of those things is. Mm-hmm. Like the pedicure, eh, I would have been antsy and probably like, oh, I need yeah. to get back to the hospital. I need to get back to the hospital. Yes. But a walk through a bookstore was, right. what I, was the thing that I mm-hmm. needed. I love that. Yeah. So what other great parenting advice do you have? For, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I, I feel like we've got this expert here, oh. you know, um, and again, I don't want to, I, I don't mean to put you up on this pedestal. Like you're right. an awesome mom and you made every decision great because I know that you didn't. I did not. You're right. human, right? Correct. Um, but you, at the same time, you've learned from so many other moms along mm-hmm. the way. Like what are some other just tips and tricks of just parenting that you've learned that, um, that are just so useful that you, mm. these are like your regular ones you're in your back pocket that you always pass on. I always tell moms to put their husband first. He came first. He's going to be there when the kids leave and don't forget about him, but hmm. they do. They, yeah. they put the kids yeah. first and then that can cause resentment between husband and wife. So I said, realign that he needs to be number one. Wow. And my yeah. children, even as small as you know, my mom taught me that like growing up, she'd be like, what do you want for dinner? And I'd be like spaghetti. And she'd say, dad doesn't like spaghetti. So I'm not making spaghetti. Dad was always first. Hmm. And so just that little example was like, okay, what does dad like? You know, he likes meatloaf. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she would it's make so true. I love meatloaf. Yeah. He would, right? She would make it's meatloaf for him. That's it is a dad, a dad thing. thing. Greg mm-hmm. likes meatloaf too. Um, the other thing, and th- that, 
in conjunction with that, if you have a strong marriage, that's the best gift you can give to your children because it's security for them. It is um, a stability that they can always count on. And they look around with their friends, and that's not always the case. But if they know mom and dad are solid, then that gives them, okay, I'm solid because they're solid. Because they do look, even though when they get to those teenage years, they're like, eh, get away. They still (laughs) care. They still care. And they still want to know you're solid. Yeah. It brings them confidence. Um, Oh, I don't know. It just depends on what age range we're talking. What about for the, because you kind of parented solo for part of this because Greg was traveling so much. So what about um, maybe your top one or two things you'd share with a single mom? Okay. Whew, single moms, that's so hard. I Boys. honestly, they've got such a hard they do. road. Yeah. Um, and my sister was a single mom, so I saw it firsthand. You know, just believe in yourself and that you are doing a great job. And, you know, it's a hard job. So they've got to work. They've got to balance all of that and not to give in to guilt because they're doing such a service for their families. Yeah. You know, and just know that all their hard work is going to pay off in the long run. Like I see my nieces now and they're grown adults and women and they're strong, they're strong in their faith. And I just, I tell my sister all the time, you did that, you know, by yourself and you are a good mom. Hmm. So, but they beat themselves up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to. I think that's where grace comes in along with just the mom's that we were talking about, like all our moms, I'm yeah. always telling them now I'm years removed. So it's very easy for me to look back. Right. I did not give myself grace at right. the time, but you're traveling a road that no one prepared you for, no. you know, and right. it's, 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 it's the road that you're traveling and there's no book on how to do this right or no. well, or right. there's not even a book on giving tip. You know, there's what to expect when you're expecting. There's not what it to expect. It stops after that. Right. It stops after that. And then there's nothing about when your child either has special needs or is mm-hmm. immune compromised or when your child's in the hospital or when you're doing this by yourself. No one wrote an instruction book on that. So no. just huge amount of grace that, hey, you got up and showed up for your kids today. Right. And stop worrying about whether or not the brownies were homemade. That's right. And don't give them the last bite. Don't which I give learned them today the last bite from Karen. Don't give them I mean, I never bite. did anyway, but now I don't <laughs> now have to feel bad not. about it anymore. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, such good words um, for you. our moms um, because I think they need to hear that, mm-hmm. you know, and they need to be encouraged. I love the, hey, you, you are working hard and you are given everything you've got and but at the same time, that guilt is so important to mm-hmm. give some grace. And uh, and you've got to be an advocate for you. You do. Right? You really do because you are important. Right. And your health is that important to your kids. And so you've got to... You've got to find some time and energy to do that um, and to, to, to move yourself up the list a little, mm-hmm. a little bit. It gives yourself permission um, to do that. It doesn't have to be that, that way 24 hours a day, seven no. days a week, right? Baby steps. Baby steps. Go to Target. Yeah, go to Target. <laughs> but pick one thing. So that's that would be my challenge, right, this week is pick one yes. thing right. this week. Pick one thing. Start small. That's right. Just start small and take mm-hmm. a baby step. If it's Target, the flowers, I mm-hmm. love that idea. That's really amazing. Um, but what's the one step um, to take that step this week? And then just build off of that mm-hmm. and build off of that. Uh, and you'll see just your your tank will start to fill. Absolutely. And you'll be able to give that much more 
um, to your kids and your family. So, Karen, thank you so much for joining us this week and sharing um, all that you've learned. And I'm sh- that we could probably do like multiple episodes. <laughs> well, she's right down the hall. I know. That's right. right. So we can and get into in. really some great parenting yes. stuff. Um, so, thank you so much. We really appreciate, it. especially coming and sitting in person. Yeah. We love yeah. being in person. It was a treat. Uh, with oh, someone, I loved so, it. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yep. I appreciate y'all asking. Yeah, absolutely. Karen, she's just really the best. Um, I feel like I picked up on some tips for myself, even though my kids are kind of almost grown, as we, as Chris was saying, and I'm about to be an open nester. That's right. I feel like she's got some good stuff, even yeah. for my stage. And I'm not even a mom, and I, <laughs> I took know, notes. I know. You know, it's just some really good stuff. So, yeah, some great advice. And uh, I really think just especially for moms who've got a child with cancer and, and absolutely are just struggling, they're literally that bird on that wire that's just being battered by the wind. And um, just some great thoughts on how to take care of themselves. So, hey, if you know a mom who could use this podcast uh, and just all the great info that Karen shared, please share it with them. And that's why we're here. That's why we have these conversations. We want to walk alongside you and encourage you on this journey. Uh, Also, if you enjoy the conversation, be sure to go out and rate and review. Uh, That, again, is going to help others find this podcast, others that need to hear and have community uh, with different moms and and parents that are going through childhood cancer. Uh, So we'd love to hear from you guys. And as always, be sure to follow or subscribe to the Lighthouse Podcast wherever you're listening from so you don't miss an episode. And we'll see you next week. 